guests to welcome to the podcast to welcome to the Pilgrims Pilgrim Pilgrims Pilgrims Prodigals Podcast. Oh, what's up, everybody? All the bodies, all the AIs, welcome. Welcome to the welcome to advanced robotics class. All right, welcome everybody to the podcast where we like to talk about things, and today will be no exception because we're gonna talk about things, people. We're gonna talk about water. We're gonna talk about life. We're gonna talk about guitars. We're gonna talk about Nate's cool hat. Today, we are going to talk about things. We're going to talk about aliens a little bit more, maybe. If I can find this. We're going to talk about, if Nate can find it. Man, I just want to start by saying, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all the emails and texts and stuff recently, within the last last couple of weeks, asking when our next episodes are going to go up. I really appreciate the fact that some of you guys listen enough to know when we don't put stuff out there. That re- that is really um, brings tears to my eyes, you know. I just appreciate that, man. I love you guys. When I get messages like that, I start crying. I'm sitting there at work crying. And my workmates think that I'm a wimp. Thank you. That's That's your fault. So I'm supposed to count? Yes. Yes. If you want to grab that mic beside you, you can. Uh huh. It's always plugged in. Hello. You might have to turn it on. That might help. (laughs) Hello. Check check. That works. Welcome. You know when you when you actually turn your mic on, sometimes it helps. Yeah. But the CIA is listening through. All electronic devices. All electronic devices. Not just the ones that are turned on. Mm. Not the not just the ones that are turned on, my friend. <laughs> Eyebrows raising. <laughs> so, before we get into the AI stuff, I just want to continue a little bit with the uh, alien kind of discussion we had. So, the last episode we had actually was a few weeks ago, and I want to... Just uh, give my regards to everybody. I hope everyone had a fabulous holiday, fabulous holiday, um, Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff. Hope you guys had a good time hanging out with your fam, getting cool gear, stuff like that. Hope everyone had a good time. But we are back and we are at it again. We're going to start getting these podcasts knocked out, get more content up for you all who support and love us. So uh, I don't know. I want to... Start by going over this uh, alien thing. So, do you want to kind of go through these real quick and just list them <laughs> off? Yeah, but hold on. For the people who haven't gone through them, actually, you know what? Frick, let's do this. And then, at so the end shamefully, of it, shamefully, I am just I just now clicked on this link. Okay. Okay. So this is this is the first time. So this is cool because I'm going through it with everybody else. This is completely not meditated. This is not premeditated. So here we are. If I realize, if I come to some conclusion, it's on yeah. air. It's a, it could it might have, this it is might, live. People. It might as well be live. This is Nate's. All right, so life live. Number Nate's one, live. 
possible signs that you have been abducted? Dun dun dun. All right. Yes. Feeling you are special or chosen or have an important task to perform. Ching ching. I'm a winner. One for one. Well, honestly, don't we all have that? Yeah, right. I mean, that's pretty vague. Yeah, but it could apply. I could see how it could apply. So It could apply, but that well, could apply to anybody. Right, so right. That's my only thing with that one. Two, having a memory of a special place with a spiritual significance when you were a youngster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can say that. If you're, like, teenage years, yeah. I mean, I, I pass that, I guess. A special place with a spiritual significance yeah like what is what do you think that means i don't know for me like i would like say like a tree house yeah or well for like me that. like i had a specific tree in the woods oh crap that was like a place for that's me. crazy i thought about that yeah dun, dun, dun. you were the one that abducted me <laughs> you are the aliens i'm sorry all right so i guess i'm two for two fear or anxiety fear or anxiety over the subject of aliens or ufos absolutely yeah i was terrified yeah, terrified of aliens as a kid especially when you start talking about abductions <laughs> yeah so, well when you start talking about your own spur- personal experiences that you've had yeah and debating you know this could have been an alien abduction that's when it gets creepy and scary um, for me it wasn't so much that i remember watching a program on tv very late at night it was like i don't know discovery channel or something like that probably sci-fi i don't remember but anyway yeah um, it was about the topic of like Roswell and alien abduction and all that stuff. It was the mm. first time I'd ever been exposed to it, but I had a dream. Uh, I don't know how long beforehand, but probably not too long within like a couple years before I watched this program. I had a dream of a purple alien like at my window. Dang, bro. Yeah. Super creepy, right? It's kind of like that dream that I, I was telling Crystal about with the, with the owl outside my window. Yeah. Cause yeah, she but was, mine was actually an alien. It was a Teletubby alien. Oh, it was a purple Teletubby alien. Okay. Scary stuff, my man. I'm telling you. That's creepy. So after, like, I literally, the whole next night, the, like, the next night, I slept, like, not at all. Like, I just, like, stared at my window all night. I was so afraid. Which, really, you would think I would be, like, not looking toward the window. Yeah. Because that's, like, you know. But I was, I don't know. For some reason, I just stared at the window all night. Yeah. So it was pretty creepy. But anyway, I didn't even, I didn't even think of abductions until that TV show. And then it got me interested in stuff. Anyway. All right. So I guess I'm three for three so far. I'd say I'm... 100% abducted. (laughs) I'd say if we were talking vague, I'd be like two for three. But if we're talking like specifically, I'm probably like one for three. Gotcha. So far. I mean, one's kind of vague for me too. That's the second one, but... Yeah. The first two are kind of vague for it, me. Just, just, just giving giving Crystal the benefit of the doubt here, yeah. I'm three for three. <laughs> all right. Sensitivity to issues affecting the earth, its environment, and all forms. All life forms. What? Sensitivity to issues affecting the earth, its environment, and all life forms than other people. I think it means other than people. So, being sensitive to other things around other than people? Yeah. It, I, don't, it, it, I think it's really you, saying... Can you read a little bit more about that? Because okay, I don't understand. Okay, so it says, sometime in 2000, Al Gore used... Ah, like used global warming a red like hot sauce... Yeah. 
These people don't know how to type. Soldering iron to sear the words global warming and ozone holes directly onto our brains. I mean, I like that. That's true. Being sensitive to issues affecting the earth doesn't mean you've been abducted by aliens. It means that you've seen a movie, read a newspaper, or listened to the radio sometime in the last 20 years. While I don't know, you know, this person doesn't know how to do anything. (laughs) While I don't, you know, grow my own hemp clothing and eat only fair trade rainwater grown rutabagas, I'd still consider myself fairly concerned, just like the vast majority of other population. I mean, yes, totally. Like, I kind of like, uh, I know that we talked a lot just then about global warming. Yeah. I mean, global warming is a thing. I think it's over publicized. No, not, 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 not over publicized. I think it's over politicized. Well, you freaking conservative. Um, I mean, douchebag. Yes. And no, definitely. You just want us all to die. Don't you? Huh? You just want us all to die. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That ozone to fill up. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan of Al Gore. But I am a fan of people promoting global warming as a thing that's not good. Yeah, yeah, because it's not a good thing. I don't know necessarily how, like, these are really random things to justify someone as being abducted by aliens, like, caring about your environment. (laughs) I feel feel like I do that. If that was one of the things, I would say I'm probably two for four. I'm four for four, man. But I don't understand, it doesn't. Something about that doesn't compute with me. Like, how does the fact that I am sensitive to the world that we live in? Yeah, it doesn't does, describe why that's how, a valid yeah. How reason. does how does that make me a possible abductee? Maybe there's more to that than I understand, but I don't know. I guess I'm two for four. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm four for four. Poor for four. Fear of being kidnapped or abnormal constantly... I'm serious, dude. This person did not go to school. (laughs) I'm going to translate this. Fear of being kidnapped or abnormal constant monitoring of your surroundings. Abnormally. (laughs) It said... Or in abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um... Yeah, I feel no. like I have that. I would have that more so, I guess, if I would. I have that sometimes, like when I'm going to sleep. Like sometimes I'll be like looking around or, I don't know, listening for weird noises or something like that. But I'm not like at work, or, like on in some random apartment complex and like, oh no, I could be abducted right now. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't really have an, a, a fear of being abducted on a daily basis yeah i'm gonna say i'm four for five now because i don't i mean there is like the basic like fear that's naturally in a child of being home alone yeah you know what i mean i had that until i was home alone for the first time and then i realized there's nothing to be afraid of yeah and then i got over it yeah something my wife still has not done but four for five (laughs) four for five (laughs) Four for four. Okay. Insomnia or sleep disorders, which are puzzling to you? No. I... Four for six. I would say I'm three for six because I think I kind of have that sometimes. Like, there are some times where for no apparent reason, and it's... The weird thing is when I have this, usually Amanda has uh, has it the same night where we just don't sleep a lot. 
And most nights, like, I'm out. I'm done the whole night. But then there's some times where I just can't sleep that night. And then I'll wake up the next morning and I'll be talking to her. And she's like, yeah, I, I had the same thing. So I don't know. I'd, I'd probably say I'm three for six. All right. I'm only one ahead of you. The aliens like me more so far. Oh, man. I'm a more prized specimen. Okay. Apparently. Must sleep against the wall or must sleep with your bed against the wall. Um, I mean, no one sleeps with their bed in the middle of the room. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I'm going to say that though I have a preference to be against the wall, and I always have, that's mm. not for any reasons that could be related to this. I mean, do, this is a question for anybody out there. Do you know someone or are you someone who likes their bed to be in the center of a room? <laughs> I mean, I'd be okay with that if that's if I had a big enough room, I guess. I guess. But I've yeah. But I feel like it's just culturally I mean, accepted like, that beds go against walls. Yeah. At least the 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 headboard of it. Like yeah. as a kid, I well, I can't say I always did, I guess. But most of the time, I had my bed kind of parallel with my wall. And I always kind of liked that because I could like get in a little crevice there and just kind of dude. <laughs> snooze yeah. in the crevice when i was like 14 my ups the upstairs bedroom me and my brother shared it was cool because there was like this little i guess crevice would be the right word to say as well there was like this little corner of the room that was like by the door and it fit perfectly a queen size mattress and Boss. that is where i slept and i had a window right beside me dude it was so cool yeah so i had kind of the same thing in my in my house growing up where i had this uh kind of cut out where there was a window yeah and it was it wasn't perfect for a queen but it was perfect for like a twin size bed which is what i slept in growing up so that's what i was in and most of growing up and it was it was the bomb dude yeah it was the freaking bomb it was so cool it's so safe yeah 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 just surrounded you're like in a little peninsula of walls yeah dude except if oh my goodness do i answer yes on that one then I mean, you I feel can safer. If you want to, but I feel like that's just human nature. To f- like animals do that. Like, what animal just sleeps out in the open? Yeah. Like most of them have nests, or dens, dens or, yeah, something. something. Like, like they burrow into like some leaves or some grass or something. Yeah, like bears don't just hibernate in the middle of a field. Right. <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's natural reasons for that other than like predation. Like yeah. it's warmer. Yeah, because they're you know top I mean? of the food chain. Where bears are, there's nothing that's hunting them. Uh, I mean, that's not true. Not I mean, maybe like a random a pack of coyotes or wolves or something. I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past like a big pack of like 15 Canadian wolves that they wouldn't kill like a little bear. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure they would. That'd be scary to be. All right. Or a mountain lion. I mean, mountain lions have a definitely lion killed. A mountain lion wouldn't attack a bear, would it? I mean, a young enough one, I'm sure they would. But like a full-grown like brown bear? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I've seen him fight before, but I don't think that that's insane. I don't think he was trying to like eat the bear. I think he was like, "Dude, get away from my freaking kittens." Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna try to get this before my phone dies. All right, so I'm gonna say I'm four for seven. Three for seven on this side. All right, paralyzed in bed with a being in your room. Yes. Yes. I have to say yes. I, yeah, I've it's had happened. That. It's happened. Five for seven. Four for seven. Sorry, eight. We're at eight now. Oh, yep. Four for eight. So I'm 
five for eight yes five that's for eight. yeah that's weird that's definitely happened to me yeah before. yeah five for eight where scientists would just chalk it up to sleep paralysis but yeah like i don't think sleep i don't think sleep paralysis also creates like hallucinogens though true but, you know what i mean yeah and mine was more than that too mine was like breathtaking and vision blurring it was crazy um so yeah five for eight Dreams of flying or being outside your body? Yes. Um, Dude, I've definitely had those before. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've had them. It is like, those are like the weirdest dreams I have, ever. I actually have like outside of body dreams a lot though. Yeah. I don't feel like that's unnormal to like go back and forth between like first and third person in dreams. No, it's just like, but definitely like specifically like dreams where you felt like you were flying. I've had those before. Yeah. So I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I me mean, too. Yeah. That's that's weird. I don't know if I don't see how that relates though. Abductions, floating through I, air. I don't know, man. I don't maybe know. your maybe. body recognizes the feeling and. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the feeling, like if you're out of it and you're like soaring, literally in an aircraft. Soaring, your 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 flying. bodily fluids are going to be kind of wish you know washing around inside of you and creating some kind of a euphoric out of body or flying sensation in your dreams yeah. maybe i, I could see how that relates i, I would could see yeah. i would say five for nine for me i'll say six for nine yeah dreams of passing through a closed window or a solid wall not necessarily not that i can think of maybe if i really thought about it but not that i can think of i don't think i've had dreams like that six for ten Dreams about seeing UFOs, being inside UFOs, or interacting with UFO occupants. Yeah. I think that's a very clear indication, but I've never had dreams specifically with UFOs. I have. That's well, not, not I don't know, I don't remember specifically UFOs, but aliens, yes. So, I'm, uh, that would be a UFO occupant, assumedly. Yeah. Assumedly. So, seven for ten now? Right? Six. Five for ten for me. Okay, I'm at seven for ten. You're a couple above me. The aliens like yeah. you more yeah, still. That's what I'm saying. This is a prime. I'm a prime <laughs> specimen, guys. Dreams of doctors or medical procedures? Yes, I, I probably, but well, I don't. I don't know. I think I shared my dream with yeah. the with the guys last podcast. So, yes, that's definitely a clear yes for me. All right, I'm gonna say no just because I can't think of one yeah. off the top of my head. So I'm gonna say seven for eleven. Six for eleven. Oh, you're catching Folks. up. Dreams of destruction or catastrophe. I mean, come on. Yes. Everyone. Who hasn't had, Who dreams hasn't like had that? a dream like that? Yeah. Eight for 12. Right? So you're at... I feel like I want to talk about like the spiritual implications to this because I think a lot of this can be registered on a spiritual plane of existence as well. Like I've had... Two dreams in particular that I would consider like spiritual experiences with God that I've had. One would be like, I had this dream one time and this is kind of like, almost like I felt like I was under some kind of spiritual attack. Maybe, maybe it was just by my brain messing with me, but I don't know. I'm open to the idea that there's a spiritual realm and if there's good, there's bad in it as well. But I had this dream where I was like in this van driving and I remember uh, like my sister or someone called me and they were like, Hey, there's something behind you. And I remember waking up from this dream after that was spoken. 
And I felt like a presence of something standing behind me. And I literally just started shouting the name of Jesus until I felt better. And that helped. Like, I felt like the presence went away after that. And then on another occasion, I had a dream where uh, it was right when I moved up here to Anderson, actually. And I had this dream that these... And it was weird because it was actually like aliens. It was like these big monsters coming down from the sky and they were like enslaving humanity and out of fear I was working for them and then um I met all you guys and I remember almost like like I remember specifically getting like in this shower and almost felt like I was cleansed from all of my fear and working for the bad guys or whatever and I remember like walking out and just falling into your guys's arms and like you know, you're with family now or blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I feel like some of that could be spiritual implications too, but I think that could apply as kind of like maybe like an alien type activity. Well, keep so. it, keep in mind, and we can elaborate more on this once we're done here. I'm, I'm at 5%, so I want to get through this. Okay. But I will just real quick say that it's not a foreign concept from the realm of discussions about extraterrestrials that they are divine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to take the Judeo-Christian idea of spirituality out for a moment and talk about just spirituality in general, yeah, it's not outside common core discussions. If you watch any TV these days or any podcast, listen to any podcast, yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. So I'm at 7 for 12. Where are you at again? 6, 12. Okay. Yep, 6 for 12. All right. If we're kind that if we're counting that last one, yeah. All right. Dreams wherein superior beings, angels or aliens are educating you about mankind, the universe, global changes or future events. Yes. 8 for 13. Spiritual dreams, yeah. I've had plenty of those. Yeah, totally. 713. Um 8 for 13. Okay, so a waking memory of being inside a UFO or interacting with its occupants. No. Nope. Eight for 14. I'm half. Feeling of being watched much of the time, especially at night. Man, see, this is still so vague. Because I feel like every child was afraid of the monster. Well, I think this is more specifically focused towards, like, do you you feel that way on a constant basis? Like, has anyone, like, if they watch a scary movie or something like that, when they're going to bed, they're going to feel, oh, crap. But I, th- <laughs> right. I think it's more of, like, on a consistent basis. Like, is it a normal thing, like, when you're going to bed for that thought to be running through your mind? Like, is someone watching me right now or something like that? Something, like, extra, like, something abnormally. Yeah, not yeah. just, not just like, is someone going to break into my house? But, like, yeah. is there something watching me right now? Gotcha. And I feel like I've had that. I would say yes to that one. Okay. Uh, I, I can't really say I've had it to the extent that I would be willing to say yes, so I'm going to say no. Eight for 15. Eight for 15, too. Right on. We are equally... The aliens love us the same. We are equally awesome. All right. Seeing unexplained balls. Yes. No. Just a joke. Seeing unexplained (laughs) balls of light. These nuts. (laughs) These nuts. (laughs) Seeing unexplained balls of lights or beings when in bed. Yes. Hmm. Yes. You got me on that one. All right, so I'm 9 for 15. I am way better than you. 8 for 15. 9 for 15. Dang it, I just wanted to see alien balls, man. Yeah. 
Dude, seriously. Beams of light outside your room. <laughs> Dude, this this seems so ridiculous. Okay. Beams of light outside your room or coming in, t- or in through a window. This is like, okay. Most people, because we live in a modern society with street lights. lamps, <laughs> headlights. <laughs> but, 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 okay. But, okay. I see what they're saying. Okay. Um, I don't think either of us can say no. I think we have to say yes. Yep, I'll be right back. Yeah? Okay. So, do I need to pause it? You sure? Yeah. All right. I'm going to keep going through them while Keith takes a dump. So, I'm going to have to say yes, which places me at 10 for 16, I believe. Hearing unexplained physical noises. Yes. 11 for 17. Unexplained nosebleeds, especially when you wake up. Um, maybe once, but I don't really remember exactly. I'm going to say no. Uh, what, what am I? 11 for 18. Awakened to discover unexplainable marks or bruises on your body. Uh, I have to say yes, but I hate it because I know that where that's going. Um, 12, 4, 19, I think. Awoken with soreness in your genitals. <laughs> Which can't be explained. Oh, God. Um, yeah, puberty is a thing. Um, no, not, not specifically. Um, man, uh, 12 or 20, I think. X-rays or other procedures reveal unexplainable foreign objects in your body. No. 11 for 21. Sinus trouble or migraine headaches. Not really. I don't even remember where I'm at now. Well, Keith isn't in here anyway, so pretty much cut the chase. I'm, I'm, I'm not keeping track at this point, I don't think. Uh, frequent or sporadic ringing in your ears, especially in one ear. It's called tinnitus. No. Um, unusual scars or marks with no possible explanation on how you receive them. Small scoop identification, straight line scar, triangular marks, scars in the roof of your mouth, in nose, behind, or in ears. Um, I mean, yes, but, eh. I don't see the connection under all circumstances. Unusual fear of doctors or tend to avoid medical treatment. I mean, I do tend to avoid medical treatment, but that's because of money, not because of anything else. Missing or lost time. Um, not, nothing significant. Compelled to drive or walk to an out-of-the-way or unknown area. Yeah, I'm a wanderer. I like that stuff. A strange fog or haze that should not be there. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, probably not. Science is pretty, pretty weird sometimes. Strange humming or pulsing noises, and you could not identify the source. All right, what I miss? Not that I can think of. Oh, just a lot of stuff. I'm having to blow through this, and I lost count. Actually. Okay, I lost count. So I'm just I'm just re going over these real quick and saying yay or nay. All right, go. Uh, seeing one or more UFOs up close within short walking or driving distance. No, no. 
one or more sighting experiences. One or more no. sighting experience, like sighting. How one. do you know if you've been inducted by aliens? I've seen more than once. Have in you life. seen a UFO? <laughs> These are very stupid questions. Yeah, I mean, them. I don't think so. A strong marker memory that will not go away. I'm talking e. about like Sharpies, Expo. Probably. <laughs> i.e. an alien face, an examination, a needle, a table, a strange skinny baby. What? What? <laughs> That's very That's specific. Um, I mean, I, yeah, actually. Not the baby, but you know, <laughs> uh, faces and stuff. Yeah. Uh, DNA genetic encodings activated. Increased psychic abilities now. Um. I don't know. Would kind of like uh, being more connected to God on a spiritual level kind of count? So take, for instance, like uh, the prophetic. Yeah, sure. Would that count as like psychic abilities? Um, I don't think so. No? I wouldn't consider that psychic. No. Okay. Um, because That's fair enough prophetic, prophetic mm-hmm. is something coming out. It's, it's basically information coming from another source to you that you wouldn't naturally obtain. Okay. Whereas... Well, typically, anyway. Psychic abilities is like within yourself. It's coming from within you kind of thing, whereas prophecy is coming from outside of you to you. Okay. At least in most belief systems. Um, Channeled telepathic messages from extraterrestrials. (laughs) Okay, listen. This might be real. This might happen. But that's like absolute proof. You know what I'm saying? How to know if you... (laughs) How do you know if you've been abducted? Do aliens talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. How to know if you have a mom? Did you come out of a vagina? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. More than once. Oh. Oh, ew. Um, Hopefully that wasn't your mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh, recall your children or parents speaking of similar experiences on occasion. Mm, no nay all right so next that's it that's it that's it yeah. i would say based off that i'm I, i'm like definitely less than half yeah yeah so i'm in the minority of likelihood i feel like that wasn't a very good test though because some of those were kind of vague and then some of them were some of them were easily explainable by other means that are more probable and plausible. And some of them were entirely too specific. Yeah. Do aliens talk to you? I'm pretty sure that if somebody is Some, I'm pretty, if somebody is receiving telepathic communication from somebody that they know is an extraterrestrial, they're not going to need to look at that yeah. questionnaire to figure it out. Exactly. They're going to, yeah. They'll probably just be able to telepathically ask them, hey, did you abduct me last night? And they'll be like, yes, we took your sperm cells. And he'll be like, well, And dang, there's a baby inside you. Can I see it. my future child? And they're like, he's not going to be born until the year 4080. And you're just okay. like, well, shoot. Okay. Cool story, bro. <laughs> All right. So now that we're half an hour into this, and we've talked about nothing other than this questionnaire that most of you have probably already looked at. If not shame, I on don't you. think that either of us have been abducted. No, well, hold on, hold on. I don't Keith, think I have. Keith, you're sure? I don't know, man. You sure? Because you were just, you were just, you were just, you were just telling me oh, that you thought you yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Were you talking? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm talking about something outside the questionnaire. Yeah. So I don't know, guys. So after having that discussion with Crystal last time, 
Which, um, by the, which, real quick, by the way, Crystal, if you're listening to this, I'm not trying to poop on you when I poop on that questionnaire. I just don't think it was very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the conversation, and some of the points are legit. But I think that there's probably a better questionnaire out there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, after our last conversation, I had this weird experience, which I'm not going to say I was abducted, but it was kind of uh, strangely timed. So I like woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like I felt I was laying in a position that is not normal for myself. Like I don't move around a lot when I sleep. And when I lay down, I lay in certain positions and I stay in that position. So I don't know, like when I went, when I woke up, I was like halfway down the bed instead of all the way up on the, against the headboard. And both of my arms were like folded behind my head, which nobody sleeps like that. I don't know any of you who do, if you do or not. I mean, but I've, fell, I've fallen asleep that way before to wake up and realize that my arms were asleep and but I was that's, in pain. That's not the way I went to sleep and my arms weren't right. in pain. So it was almost like I hadn't been that way for a long time. And then Amanda had strangely woken up just as I did as well. So I think Amanda was actually just manually posing your body in your sleep. That was it. And pretending that you were a giant Ken doll. Well. Because she misses her childhood. Okay. Well, and then the weird thing about that, too, is when the reason I woke... She told me. (laughs) The reason I actually woke up is because a bunch of our dishes that we had just washed the, the day before had fallen off the counter. Gravity is a thing. Yeah, but the thing is, they were sitting there all day. I said, whispers to Keith, I'm playing devil's advocate. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking, man. Like, I don't, I'm not saying I was abducted, but it was a very odd series of events that left me thinking, possibly, maybe, because I woke up in a weird position, not located where I usually am, to the sound of dishes clanking against the floor. Yeah. So, so let's think about this. If aliens came and grabbed you in the night yeah, and did horrible things to your body and then plopped you back onto your bed. What if they just abducted they were like, you and did sexual they, things they, to your body? At I least, mean, that's a theory. Why do you have to take away the experience from me? I mean, right? <laughs> like, that's literally an out-of-this-world sexual Boom. experience. So, I, my, I mean, my is, thing it, is, is it cheating this. if it's against your will? If it's rape, then you should just be able to tell somebody that, like, hey, it's not my fault. Yeah. So, I'm I'm just, I'm, you know, this isn't funny if it actually happened, but I'm just trying to picture it. So, aliens yes. abducted you, probably did really awesome stuff to you. <laughs> Things I could only dream of. Ooh, and uh, they they plopped you back on the bed. Yeah. And they're like, man, this guy's way more of a heavyweight than we thought. That anesthesia is about to wait. He's about to wake up. It's about to wear off. We got to get the freak out of here. I mean, I am a heavyweight. Yeah, dude, this guy can drink. <laughs> so, so he's about to wake up, you know, and they're like, all right, we got to put him back to where we found him and, and the position we found him in. And he's like talking Groaning to the other alien. About to, he's talking yeah. to the other alien. He's like, I don't remember how he was positioned when I grab him. So I just throw him and on And he's there. like, you freaking idiot. 
Just put him in like a normal position that people sleep in. He won't notice. So he's like, all right, I'm going to put him at the end of the bed with his hands crossed <laughs> behind his head. And that's just normal. That's super he was, relaxed. He's an intern. He's new. He doesn't super, know yeah, how to yeah, do his yeah, alien yeah. job yet. Yeah, it's super. <laughs> he's a rookie. This is an, his initiation. You have to break into a house in Anderson and grab oh, some man. dude. So he, so he, he's like, this looks like a comfortable, relaxed <laughs> position. Just like he's like on a beach, right? He saw a picture <laughs> Just, of like Baywatch, and he's like, this is Keith. <laughs> so he puts him like that, and their heads. You know, they, these guys stand about, like, four feet tall or whatever. Their, their heads are big. So as he's, like, running his through head, the house, boom, his head just, like, blasts this dish, <laughs> right? Because he's just, like, uncoordinated. He's scared. He's a rookie. Just trying to get out of there. And he's just freaking out because he's like, this guy's going to wake up at any time. Breaks the thing, and Keith gets up, and that I mean, was it. it could have been. It could have been, man. Because I mean, part horrible. of me felt like I was awake as the dishes were happening. Like I felt like it so was. So you're in an in an uh, anesthetic. Is that the word? Like waking up from an anesthetic. Yeah, is kind of what it felt like. Like I was in the process of waking up as I heard the dishes clank because initially I wasn't scared. Like when I heard the dishes fall, I was like, "That was the sound of dishes falling." And Amanda woke up and she was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa what was that?" But for me, it's like I almost like wasn't scared because I knew it was happening. Because I was already, I feel like I was already awake mm. with it happening. I don't know. So, I anyways, you. I feel you. All that to be said, I may have been abducted after talking about alien abductions, but I'm not positive. So, all right. Well, if that alien contacts you telepathically and he's like, "Hey, I took your sperm cells. I placed you on your bed like you were on a beach. What are you <laughs> gonna do about it? You won't know." I will say next time. Put me on an actual beach if you're going to put me in that place. <laughs> Leave nice. me there for a couple days, then yeah. come get me and give me a ride home. Yeah, I'll call my boss be like, hey, <laughs> I was abducted last night. Don't know how I got... make it to work. I don't know how I got, in Can- how, how I got to Cancun, but I'm here and yeah. I... I I don't have a I don't ride ha- back. I don't have, um, I don't have my, car- my credit card. I don't have a passport. I'm in my PJs. I shouldn't be here, literally. I like, literally... <laughs> if someone... If I get pulled over here. by... Yeah, I'm illegal here. No passport. No money. Because I got abducted in the night. I don't have my wallet on me when I sleep. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> I'm That's stuck why in Cancun. Sorry. Like, you're lucky you even have your cell phone. Exactly. You know. Because the aliens were nice enough to grab that for me. Well, you probably fell asleep with it in your hands watching YouTube or something. That's it. Alien abduction videos. Yeah. Or something. Anyways, cool. So, I guess there's that topic now that we're almost 40, 40 minutes, minutes in. in. I don't so, know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there's a checklist, guys. Yeah. Honestly, we've talked about this a lot more than I anticipated. I thought it was just going to be like a fun little episode to do, but it's actually something I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah. I think it's cool I mean, to talk I've about been... things other than just like theology stuff on this podcast because... Well, As theology is only one part of life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know that, like, it's okay to have a topic and stick to it that happens to be spiritual in nature, but I really feel like at the root of it all, there's 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 kind of a, there's something spiritual behind everything we do to a certain extent, so... Yeah. Um, I don't think it's, there's anything 
obviously there's nothing saying we can't talk about whatever we want, but like, I think it's only appropriate that we talk about other aspects of life and, and thinking and, you know, cause like, if you don't have anything to, if you don't have experiences or outside sources pointing you toward a spiritual reality, then there's no point. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I've actually been, I've actually been looking at a lot of, um, content on extraterrestrial stuff, not so much considering it for my own, for my own life and abductions and all this. Um, but I've been, I bought the first season of ancient aliens. I've been watching that like when I'm on the road and stuff just to see really what the theories are and what the evidence is. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. Even outside of spiritual context. I mean, you look, there's like, there's a lot of stuff that would make you wonder. Cause I don't think that being a, Christian and believing in the Judeo-Christian God excludes you from being able to believe in extraterrestrial life and the potential that they've interacted with humans in the past. You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to throw my faith away, but at the same time, I'm trying to expose myself to other lines of thinking and other evidences that would contradict what we've been taught. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree, man. And it's just interesting anyway. Well, it's even if you... Even Even if it's complete bogus... Well, even if you're just looking at, like, I mean, if you look at, like, Mayan culture or, like, ancient, like, Indian cultures and stuff like that, I mean, they have carved images or even, like, Egyptian cultures and hieroglyphics and shit like that. Like, they have carvings of UFOs and alien-looking faces that we still correlate with the what an alien face would look like today. Yeah. So... You, when you're looking at all it's of all that, kind of stuff, yeah. it's got to be like a WTF moment. Like at the very least, yeah. there's got to I mean, be something going on here. Either either these things because I've no never because I've never seen these things myself. Yeah, in person, you know what I mean. So either it's all a huge hoax that they're just throwing onto a TV show that all of civilization has participated in. Yeah, which I mean, it's I mean, it's unlikely, but it's possible. Like obviously, hoaxes are a real thing. They could be doing it for fame. They could be doing it for money, but I don't think so. I mean, maybe some of the stuff they're blowing out of proportion. They definitely draw some conclusions that I disagree with. They yeah. jumped. They jumped to conclusions a little bit too much, in my opinion. But if they're not just trying to pull stuff out of their butt, but they really are finding this stuff, and I think that you know, at least most of it, they probably are. It is definitely eye-opening. Um, yeah. Especially when you look at how most of the cultures throughout the world point to a lot of the same theories. You know, it's it's the same thing with religion, you know, not to sound like a universalist, but, I mean, just being real, most religions in the world have a similar progression in their storylines. Yeah. You know, uh, and I'm not just talking about Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, which obviously all have like a root in the Old Testament stories. Yeah, I'm talking about other things too. You know, I mean, Chinese most... Chinese culture has historically very similar concepts of um, the fall and restoration of mankind by a deity who came from heaven to earth and ascended again. I mean, it's it's there, you know, this is similar stuff, you know, Adam and Eve type figures yeah. throughout other cultures. The savior complex, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I, most religions have an account for the flood, which is something yeah, that that too, I've, yeah. I've always thought. 
interesting. It's kind of strange, yeah. Like what? Like whether it's, uh, you know, which god did this or how it happened. Most religions have at least like a very basic description of the flood right. and humanity ending and being restored completely in that era. So I think it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be one of the most... And they all point to someone or something did it, so... Yeah, at least that I've read. I mean, that's got to be one of the most debated topics in the whole spiritual, scientific, debating spectrum. Like, if you watch the Ken Ham versus Bill Nye debates, (laughs) like, literally, probably 75% of it was about the flood. Is based on the flood. Yeah. Which I think is a little ridiculous personally because it, again, it's kind of coming down to do, do you have to believe in the perfectly translated flood of Noah as recorded by Moses in Genesis to be a creationist? I don't think so. Absolutely not. In fact, at this point I would say that though I believe in a catastrophic flood, um, I'm not currently under the impression that it's to be literally translated and and believed as is stated in the English translation of the book of Genesis. It doesn't make, yeah. I mean, dis- it doesn't... despite despite all the expert supposed experts claiming how it could be true, and there were only so many kinds of animals back then because evolution hadn't happened and all this stuff. I just, I don't see it being plausible. I don't see it being scientifically backed up. Or the um, fact that in the entire race of humanity of humanity was restored again by one man and his family. Which isn't necessarily a whole lot harder to believe that than that all man started from Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Which I don't know if I necessarily believe that either, like that we all descend from Adam and Eve. I mean, maybe God made more than just Adam and Eve. Maybe he, Adam and Eve were which the I, first ones. Which that I he don't made. see being unbiblical. I mean, anybody can refute that and and say why I'm wrong, and that's okay. I would encourage that. Help me learn. Um, well, if, but even the, if you, look I've, at, I've been uh, looking at it for years, and there's nothing scripturally that I see that says that they were the only ones. It says they were only ones in the garden. It doesn't say they were only ones on earth. That's I don't see that anywhere. And even though in the New Testament it talks about all come from one man, I think it's over. I think it's a conclusion that people come to that that's talking about Adam. No, it's it's talking about Noah. Yeah. All men come from Noah. Um, because even the the other ones in the ark were of his bloodline. And the children, well, except for his daughter, except for his daughter-in-laws, but their descendants ultimately came from him as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, in a very weird way, but yeah, I mean, it's his sons, so it's his direct bloodline. Oh no, no, I was thinking about the different story about the guy in the cave with his sister or his daughters who got him drunk and naked, and oh, father's baby or. Gotcha. Anyways. Gotcha. It's it's all weird. It, just the fact that there's so many if if you look at the story discrepancies with it. 
I mean, I don't even necessarily see so many discrepancies in the Bible itself with itself. Like, I'm not that person that says, oh, the Bible contradicts itself. I honestly don't think it does, at least not very much. It's just not logical. It's just that when you apply some of it to what is observable around us, um, that's where I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go as far as say I have a problem with it. I'm just going to say that I'm willing to consider other options at this point. I'm being honest with myself and saying that mm-hmm. a literal and perfect just clinging to the English translation of the book of Genesis in particular is not as plausible for me to believe in as things that I can see around me. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't see a reason why evolution and God can't go hand in hand, you know? I don't see why the Bible and evolution can't go hand in hand. Even if, you know, you're saying that God created everything in six days, I don't I don't see any reason to believe that we can't stretch our understanding of what that means to periods of time rather than 24-hour periods of day, you know? So, and I know that if you go to the Hebrew, it directly translates one day as one twenty, you know, one twenty-four hour period of time. But who's to say that our understanding of Hebrew is perfect, especially ancient Hebrew? You know, yeah. Who's to say that they didn't write down a perfect yeah. definite? Like, look at the Webster's Dictionary. I'll, I'll let you talk right after this, Keith. Sorry, but if you look at the Webster's Dictionary, there is probably a ton of words that like any given person could be like, yeah, I'm not sure that's a perfect definition of it because words are just complex things. Like you can't put a perfect definition on everything. Yeah. And I don't think that because I'm a Christian, I have to believe in the 6,000 year age of earth because we can look at things scientifically and say, obviously stupid. The earth is older than 6,000 years old. Even if, even if, the carbon dating and um, is not completely accurate. Even if all that is flawed to a degree, let's say they're even blowing 4.5 billion years, which is the closest estimate to the age of the universe since the Big Bang. Even if you want to say that that is 100 times more than it actually is, dude, I mean, that's still way more than 6,000 years. Yeah. Way more than 6,000 years. I just think it's absurd and ignorant and just stupid to to say, oh, the Bible says it, so the earth is 6,000 years old. Because you have different theories. You have the gap theory. You have stuff like that where people will say that, you know, the Bible wasn't in the creation story. It wasn't necessarily saying a day isn't a day. Like a day could have been... A certain period of time it could have been because also when if you look at it, it says the sun rose and the sun set bam that was a day but if you look at the story god didn't create the sun and the moon until like the third or fourth day so what is he talking about there when he says in the sun rose and the sun set and that was a day he obviously wasn't talking if i'm thinking about it logically he obviously wasn't talking about an true? actual 24-hour day yeah. Is that true? Yeah, if you look in Genesis. I mean, you can look it up. I might be wrong, but from okay. from what I know, the Bible talks about the sun like an actual, you know, sunset, sunrise, then a day. 
Well, right, but I didn't remember that there was a day where it specifically said he created the moon and stars and all that. Yeah. I thought that was in the first day God no. created the heavens and the earth. No, he didn't create the sun. He did. It talks about him creating the great lights in the sky or something on like the third or fourth day or okay. something like that. Hey, cool. It's been a while since I read it, apparently. Yeah. But um, so that to me, yeah. that indicates that, you know, it, and, and the thing is, like, it's not blasphemous to say that I don't think that the earth is 6,000 years old. No. Because like you said, even if carbon dating is wrong, there's no way that every carbon test is that wrong that we are literally billions and millions of years off. I mean, if so, you're taking any kind of credibility from science away. With yeah, no, might, with no might, proof, with just speculation, right. just saying, oh, well, uh, that could be wrong. It's not 100% accurate. So all your readings mean nothing. And that's a thing about, I think, what is kind of upsetting and what pushes a lot of atheists away from God, even from good-hearted Christians, because they look, they, uh, well, specifically, like, there's this guy I was talking to over uh, New Year's, and we were having a conversation about it, and the thing is about faith is sometimes it can be stupid, like you refuse to acknowledge scientific facts, and you refuse to look at the scientific theory and methods and stuff like that and claim everything's just off faith. Well, I think we have to have some kind of understanding. We have to have some kind of scientific backing, even just a little bit. I mean, everything can't just be 100% faith. It can't just be, oh, well, the Bible says, so this is how it has to be. Because there has to be some kind of reasoning as to why I believe what I believe. And I think there are there are scientific methods that, or not methods, but scientific theories that and proofs that do back up God in some instances. But what I'm saying is we can't we can't throw science out the window in the name of faith because I think those things have to work hand in hand. I feel like if God, um, I'm gonna be careful how I say this. I feel like if God is worth my acknowledgement that in creating me to be intelligent with the brain, to have eyes that can perceive things, I don't think he's going to create a reality around me that is so far removed from, or let me, let me, let me restate that. I don't think God is going to put something observable before me that is so far removed from the reality that I have no choice other than to believe in it. Yeah. And I really feel like we're in a day and age where, you know, unless you're going to say that science is a huge, you know, that, that like 99% of scientists are in this huge scandal against the minds of men to confuse their minds. Like, unless you're going to say that all of this stuff that we're hearing about science is just completely made up and fake, which it can't be. If it, Unless you're going to go that far, that down that conspiracy theory route, you really, I just really don't feel like we're in a day where we can mm. say that, yeah, I can observe this with science, but it's just not, it's not true. Um, 
And and, have, and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying in the same regard that we evolved from monkeys when I say that, but I'm also not throwing it out the, the window either. And in the same regards, I don't think the fact that we have more scientific evidence on things disproves God as well, because if we look at the scientific method and stuff like not not necessarily the scientific method, because I think there's a lot of debate behind. There's a, you got to have an understanding of what the scientific method is and stuff like that. But different scientific theories and stuff like that, the fact that we can describe something and we can get an understanding of what it is biologically, uh, elementally, or any other um, composition, it, just because we understand how something functions or how long it's been there or why it's there or stuff like that, well... We, we can't, what I'm saying is we can't describe why it's there. We can't describe where it came from because I think you come down to that. Um, I heard it spoke as uh, one time the theory of irreducible complexity or the fact that we can describe something to a T. I can pick up a rock and know its entire chemical composition or elemental composition. I can know, I can look at it and observe where this rock is from by the elements that it's composed of and how rigid its structures are or, you know, its its composition. But I can't tell you why that rock is there and I can't tell you how it got there. And that's the... You can't explain exactly what formed the elements itself. Yeah, even if I break it down to an atomic level yeah. and I'm looking at things and I can... I can look to the molecular, molec, molecule, molecular, 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 right? molecular, molecular, there you go. I'm obviously not a scientist, <laughs> but we can break things down to the molecular and look at everything about them, but we still cannot, we, we don't know where these things came from. And to me, the more I learn about science, the more it leads me to God because there has to be a creation there we no matter what you believe in you have to come to the conclusion that but that so, all, all of this had to come from something and therefore there had to be something to make it in my mind i guess that's where i come to and maybe some people would scoff at that and say no we just don't know enough right now and that's okay i will I will concede to that. If we can some if someday we figure out the answer to that and we know where everything came from and it doesn't come down to being God, I'm okay with that. If if, if as long as there's an, a proper answer for it, but where I'm at right now is we can break things down to the molecular, but we still can't change the fact that there's shit here. There are rocks here. There are there's human flesh here. There's dirt and there's rain and there's land and there's earth and there's stars and there are galaxies and chromosomes and atoms and particles floating around that we don't even know what the hell they are. Yeah. Where did they come from? They had to come from something. Yeah, well I mean here's um I've said it on a previous podcast, I don't remember which one, but I really don't feel like, at the root of it all, creationists and traditional uh, evolutionists are really on that far of a different page. Because at, at the root of it all, we're all coming to this conclusion that for anything to be, something must have always been. Yeah. You know? I think we all agree that things can't come from nothing. 
Yeah. But Christians and creationists in general will jump to the conclusion that because physical matter couldn't have come from nothing, the only logical place to trace it back to would be something supernatural, mm-hmm. which I tend to agree with. But on the flip side, I don't think it's a very different argument to say that, well, things can't come from nothing, so everything has a natural origin. Who's to say that the universe itself isn't divine, that it isn't God? And that leads to universalism, Uh, too, kind of. Kind of. Like a universalist. Kind of. I think it really leads back more to Hinduism. Where, like, everything is God. Everything's composed by God. Whereas universalism oh, yeah. more so is, like, you can obtain salvation any way you want. Yeah, well, <laughs> what I, I don't mean, yeah, what I don't mean, I don't mean universalism as, like, universally accepted forms of salvation. I mean, like, you know, people thanking the universe for, like, you, you see, like, movie stars all the time. You know, instead of thanking God, they'll thank the universe for good fortune or something like that. Yeah. People always want to go thank something bigger than them, than themselves. As we should, because we're very small. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you ask. It doesn't matter if you ask somebody that would tell you that you're an animal that Dude, somehow I, came from bacteria. When I, I literally, when I watch videos of, like, how massive the universe is, it just scares the shit out of me because I'm like... Here I am on Earth. There's like 10 billion stars in our galaxy. Yeah. Let alone every other galaxy. Yeah. It's you like, know. here I am on Earth. Or 100 billion or something like that. In the, crazy. Mil- in the Milky Way, surrounding this star, and there are other stars around us. And outside of that, there are other galaxies and stuff around us. And then there are, I mean, there's stuff that we can't even see, like when you look into deep space. Yeah. Like we don't we don't even know. There's so and when you live in a universe that's just constantly expanding, right. I, th- I and that that leads back to the alien thing. I think it's kind of selfish or it's kind of like arrogant, arrogant or centralized to look at the uh, the chance of extraterrestrial life and 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 say that there's no way it exists because. We live in a place that is so freaking big. Yeah. So big. There's no way that I can ever look. And that's why when I'm talking about aliens, I can't look at it as just like, oh, conspiracies, it's not real. Because it's... There's so much we don't know about it. Like, how can we just come to that conclusion? There's at least got to be the possibility in my mind for it to be real is what I come to. And I yeah. think the more I study it and the more I look into it, I think I I lean more towards aliens could possibly be real. Yeah. I may have been abducted at some point in my life. Do I wish they would let me remember it and be chill about things? Yeah, that'd be freaking awesome because, I mean, I'm, I don't want to... I, I think it'd be a cool experience to to have but until you know what they actually did to you yeah i think that that there's probably a reason that they don't (laughs) let you remember it um yeah i mean i mentioned it earlier you know the famous debate between bill nye and ken ham but i mean for real like i went into that very objectively watching it hoping to air more 
with Ken Ham, uh, just being a believer myself, um, ho- however non-traditional that looks now, but I, I still consider myself to be a believer, um, and just really looking and hoping for a shred of scientific hope in the Christian community. <laughs> yeah. And um, really yeah. just hoping that the one person... You know, I'm sorry if, you watched that then. If anyone, yeah, no, you really, you really owe your so it, owe it to yourself to watch it if you haven't. Anyone? No, on I've here, seen, I've seen. That's why I'm saying, you, okay. if you were going into it that mindset, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> there was no scientific there's, backing. There was no hope. Um, <laughs> well, there's this book. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, then that's exactly what I'm getting at. It was um, at the end of the debate, there was a question uh, session, like a question and answer session from the audience. Yeah. And one of the questions that was just genius and so good that I think everyone was wondering as they're watching this, you know, you've got these two stark opinions. You know, you've got left and you got right and you got North Pole and South Pole. You've got, you know, black and white and it's just like these guys are totally on different pages. They seem so extreme in in both of their beliefs. So what you know, it would anything change their mind? Like they seem so convinced and they're just debating, you know, they're not really discussing. It is a true debate as it was supposed to be. So this person asked, you know, would anything change your mind? What would have to happen? Yeah. And, um, I think Ken Ham answered first and he kind of beat around the question a little bit. And then, Asked the guy to the the narrator or whatever you call him the officiator to um, repeat the question, and he did. And he was like, "Well, I mean, you could you could hear the hesitation in his voice because he knew how it was going to be perceived, but he still had to say, no, nothing could change my mind.' Yeah, because the Bible tells me so. And I just basically face palms." And went on to listen to Bill Nye's incredible answer of all it would take is evidence. And I'm just like, there you go. You know, it doesn't matter how much I agree or disagree with you. That is a respectable answer. All it takes is evidence to convince me otherwise. Yeah. Why is it so hard for spiritually minded people to most of us, to grasp that, that mindset and that heart. Yeah. And why is it demonized? Because yeah, we don't have that is, the evidence. That, that is a huge, that yeah, I mean, that is just a huge thing that ticks me off to no end right now and makes me just never want to attend a church again, is that, like, that mindset of, the Bible tells me so, it's complete authority, you know, it's complete authority, and... I may have no reason to believe in this thing, but it dominates my life. That's just scary. Outside of all other plausible evidence. Yeah. What I've been told about this book makes me believe that everything in life can be determined by it, and it will literally decide how I live my life. I mean, a lot of... That's scary to me. A lot, and a lot of... Because I've been in that boat. Yeah. A lot of science, and I agree with you, I've been in that place too, and I feel like I'm in a scary place now because I'm... It, it probably the furthest away from that place as I've ever been. Same, but in the in the same regards, it's kind of cool because it's it's led me to a place where what I believe is actually what I believe. Totally. 
But I think a lot of uh, atheists, at least on the scientific point, not on the scientific side, not as not on the like militant atheist side where they just hate organized religion, but on the side where they really just religion just doesn't make sense to them. They will correlate, you know, believing in God as the same regards as believing in ghosts. You know, it's like right. when so, well, so when, when no greater evidence is given for it. <laughs> You well, w- one thing that I've heard, because I talked to a guy about this before, and he said, um, believing in, like, it's easy to make yourself believe in God, and he's like an atheist, so he goes into great detail about it, but he was saying that it's, easily to ma- it's easy to make yourself believe in something when you, act- when you give yourself the idea that it could be real, in the same way that you can make yourself believe in ghosts by just thinking about it, and... Yeah. To to a point, I kind of agree with him, but obviously, as a Christian, I kind of disagree with him in some regards because I'm not a Christian because I open my my mind up to the possibility that God could be real. It's because God legitly showed up in my life, but at the same point, I feel like we do need to have answers for the scientific field. It, we can't just keep beating around the bush like, well, the Bible says, well. This is just how it is. Well, one day God will open your heart up. I genuinely hope that God does open everyone's heart up. But at the same time, we've we, we also have to make the assumption then that everyone's heart's naturally closed, which is a biblical concept, but I don't necessarily agree. Yeah. Yeah, we. I don't know, man. I just, I think we got to change the way we interact with uh with the field of science as Christians, it can't just be the scary thing that we shut down and we don't have answers for it. So we just refuse that refuse the fact that it exists or, you know, just refuse to give answers to the scientific community. Yeah. We need to have Christians out there, Christian scientists who are willing to research these things and put the answers forward that people are looking for. And even if we can't give every single answer, at least we can say we're trying. We're trying to bridge that gap. We're trying to we're trying to make it easier for people to believe rather than just because there is an amount of faith in it. But I don't think God ever calls for blind faith. No. I think He calls for a faith that is real and realistic. Which which is so frustrating because in watching that debate, the second one in particular, there's a moment when. Oh gosh, it was so hideous. Ken Ham calls Bill Nye a man with blind faith. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, like I'm not saying that either of you have blind faith. But like he's the only one in this entire system of debates that is showing any evidence for why he believes what he believes. Other than a book. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't have a problem with you using the Bible as a credible source. I think it is one. But when it's your only one, and you can't show something more tangible, something more... You know, I'm not going to say the Bible isn't relevant, because it is, but for lack of a better term, something more relevant to somebody in this day and age, and they're willingness to just jump out and believe it like the bible just being as old as old as it is and written by so many different authors and being so controversial within today's society i just don't think that it's a 
the first thing you should be whipping out from your freaking inventory. Yeah. You know, like you should be showing that up as like your last point being that like all my other points are, are leaning towards this book. Yeah. You know, it should be like that. It shouldn't be like this book points to all of my points. Like, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that as a good Mm. thing. And I think there are scientific points that can be drawn from the Bible as well. Like if you look at the fact that, um, like if you look at the Bible talks about the earth being hung in the sky and different stuff like that. The expanse of the universe. Yeah. It says that right there. Um, I mean, yeah, I looked that up one time. The Bible mentions nine different occasions on the in the same exact wording that God is stretching out the heavens. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So and this like, was and there this you was go. In the, the metric was... expanse of space right there. A scientific theory or a scientific law that's happening that wasn't even discovered until recently in the scientific community that well, has been in the Bible for thousands uh, of years. Yes so. and no. I was just about to I was just about to say what you were going to say and I was going to correct myself in that in the renaissance of scientific truths it like in 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 our modern recorded history we have certain scientists that are traditionally recognized for being the ones that discovered that we aren't the center of the universe the earth isn't flat all this stuff but in reality, when you look at ancient cultures, they have depictions of solar systems. They have the idea that those little circles we see out there, we are one of them. We aren't flat. You know, they were like yeah. basic astronomical as well as extremely advanced astronomical things that we're just beginning to notice that ancient people knew about. Yeah. And then the Dark Ages happened. And this stuff was lost. And then the Renaissance happened, and it was refound. Uh, but men like Galileo are attributed to being the ones that figured it out because the culture at the time accepted it for the first time in a while. Not because it was the first time it had ever been accepted. Gotcha. You know. Okay. Yeah, either or. I mean, you see that stuff in the Bible. Right, so. exactly. But... I don't know. Anyways, I don't know if there's anything else you want to get into tonight. I'm kind of just talking right now. I mean, I feel like this has been a good conversation. Yeah, me too. I mean, I could talk about this all day. Yeah. We're not that late into this thing, but I I mean, we are trying to keep it. I don't care. I mean, I don't. It's whatever. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's a good topic. I've been looking up a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Um hoping to get Ben. Ben was supposed to be here on this tonight. But he had family he had Family time. nights. Freaking family. Family night. <laughs> like he even has a family. I guess we're not your family, Ben. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, man. Gosh. Um but yeah, but he, hopefully honestly, next time he will be. Ben honestly would have had like zero input on this conversation. He probably would have just laughed a lot. Ben loves getting into the to the theological side of things, but when it comes to like alien theories and stuff like that, I feel like he he's he doesn't really get into stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. He, Maybe I'm, I don't think so. From what I know of Ben, we've we've done a lot of episodes together, and 
I've known him for a while. But I don't I don't think he would really get into aliens and stuff like that. I think he'd probably just laugh and make jokes the whole time. Which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. We can get way too serious yeah. sometimes. But um yeah, I Ben's kind of like the the alcohol of the podcast. Like he kind of lightens things up. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get him on in on maybe probably the next uh podcast and probably have the three of us on that one at the same time. And uh kind of reopen a can of worms from uh I don't even want to call it that. It's actually a really good topic. It's not negative at all. Uh, from episode 11, um, just this kind of topic of like what is worth more to an individual or what should be worth more. Personal spiritual experiences they've had or the rhetoric and the doctrine that they've been taught based upon scripture, which which is kind of interesting because it ties in a lot with what we were just talking about Mm. that like even astute studious men that are highly regarded in the Christian community that have formed museums like Ken Ham, their go-to is doctrine. Yeah. Their go-to is rhetoric. Their go-to is a single source. Yeah. And it's very, I mean, and you can say that the Bible isn't a single source. You could say that it's 66 sources comprised into mm-hmm. one. But I think they're all just as... There's got to be more. Th- there, there's got to be more than that. Than just... there, there's there's got to be more than words yeah. to base a worldview on. Yeah. You know? So if... I happen well. I'm not gonna go into that because I want to wait. And I feel like that's where podcast. That's where my faith has kind of been stronger than anything. Those times in my life where God has been bigger than words. He's I've seen him yeah. do something. He's given like there's been times, man. Like we've been at church services or I've been out in the streets or something like that where I literally I get an analogy or a word and like I've just known like. God wants me to tell it to someone or I just get the urge to pray for someone. And it's not something I do very often anymore, but I've had moments like that where God does something through me that's bigger than words. It's bigger than myself. It's not just some made up emotional thing. It's like, like something happened there that knowledge was dropped that I didn't previously have about a random person's actual life that brought them to tears because I was so dead on accurate and God delivered them from something or healed them from an ailment or something like that. It's stuff like that that keeps me believing because I see God being bigger than words. And the thing is when I limit God to just being a bunch of words in a book, I'm not only failing everyone who needs to know God's real but I'm failing God too because I'm demeaning him. I'm in my own doubt, in my own trying to make things sound good logically in my own head of who God is. I'm actually putting God in a box and describing who he is when I'm utterly wrong. So, yeah, I mean, Ben said it really good on a previous podcast that like at best the Bible is like a super awesome complex billboard 
pointing to bigger realities, bigger like understanding. Like yeah. we can you could be like the biggest baddest Christian theologian scholar. You'd be like 120 years old and just like I've been doing this since I was born and know virtually everything there is about the history of the Bible and what it teaches. Yeah. You could know the Hebrew and the Greek and the Aramaic in and out. That's great. More power to you. But if you don't have a relationship with that creator, assuming that he exists, if you don't have a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit that he supposedly in, in, you know gives, then what's the point? You know, yeah. Uh, so the Bible's awesome, even if it is just a crazy, significant book of history. Yeah, which I think it's way more than that. But I'm I'm just throwing it out there, like, well, because I don't think anybody can deny that. Even if it is history, you know, even if it is just history. Awesome. When I when I read books about the crap that people have been through, and I learn more about history, it gives me more regard. Like I, we've been watching this show uh, called Blackish, and I didn't understand a lot of the hurdles that like black people actually do have to go through in this country, and the stuff they've been through. Like just learning the history behind black culture, I feel like it's really opened my eyes a lot up to like, and I don't think that there's really a lot of racist people anymore there's not a lot of racist white people anymore at least in our generation and the ones coming up but i feel like there has been a, a lack of apology i mean when you have a nation who which was almost entirely built up by african americans when you look at you know productivity and you look at all the buildings that were raised and all of the economy that was boosted i mean was like they they said on the show blackish if you did the did the math, I think they said like black people have um, during slavery, black people um, were pretty much the backbone of the economy, and they brought like four hundred million dollars, four hundred billion dollars, or something like that, in economy over the expanse of slavery. Whether it was you know slave labor, as far as like building or cotton picking or stuff like that. Because and, when you've got an entire work base that you don't pay, yeah, yeah, I was know. just gonna say the 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 gross figure there is not that different from the net, yeah, because they're not paying out for labor like they exactly. I mean, they did some of them did, but not to the extent that they should have been. So I mean, yeah, those those net to gross differences on average were ridiculously low. I mean, and even if you look at after they were legally free, it's or high, take, I should say. I it's taken hundreds of years for black people to get the respect that they deserve. You know, and I'm not claiming to like be an advocate of like Black Lives Matter or I don't know anything like that. But I I do because I don't know enough about it is what I'm saying. But what I am saying is like it's it's re- history is I know very, enough to not be a fan. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> history is very educational, and if the Bible is nothing more than a history book, it's a damn good history book because you're going through the history of who God is and how He's interacted 
with people over an expanse of six thousand plus years. So uh, yeah, if anything, and you I'm can, saying even you can learn a, a little bit of his character, and you can learn a little bit of how he's interacted with people, and you know, stuff like that. So I'm saying even less than that. Like even if the Bible, even if you're coming at it from a like an atheistic standpoint, let's say that God doesn't exist. You still look at the Bible and take God out of it. There's still things that nobody can necessarily prove are incorrect, you know, like historically. Yeah. Like this guy, David, King David, King Solomon. We see them in other, at least Solomon, we see in other religions in the world. Yeah. We see them in other historical, archaeological books. So, I mean, yeah, even Jesus, like he was... Yeah, exactly. There's more proof, supposedly. I don't know if this is true, but I've heard it from multiple sources. Supposedly, there's more proof that Jesus of Nazareth lived, whether he was deity or not, that he was a man, than that uh, Alexander the Great was a man. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but I've heard it. So anyway, I'm I'm just saying, you know, regardless of what the Bible is, it is great, and it obviously has been dramatically uh, important throughout history. So it should be respected for sure. For sure. Um, just and like I I respect other religions and other walks of life, even though I don't live them out myself. I still respect them for the impact yeah. they've had on humanity. For better or for worse. So, anyway, we'll probably go ahead and wrap things up um, yeah, and look forward to the next podcast. Thanks for anybody that uh, is hanging around, sticking to us, listening to it. Sorry for the um, the delay. Uh, been a lot going on with the holidays and things like mm-hmm. that, but we're trying to get back in the groove now. Um, yeah, and excited. we gave you an extra long episode today because we feel bad for all the episodes we haven't done. So Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we never go over for any other reason. No, never. It's because we love you guys. <laughs> totally. It's not because I love the sound of my own voice. Even though I listen to it like five times a day. No, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, right. uh, if you thought this was educational, if you think of something else that we should talk about, whether it be spiritual, political, scientific, let us know. Hit us up on the Facebook page. Uh, send us an email. Just, you know... Just talk to us, hook up with us, and we'll we'll see where where things go in the future because we don't have any dead set plans for any of this. But um, we're gonna be signing off for now. We'll see you next week, hopefully, and uh, hope you hopefully you enjoyed today. All right, toodles. See ya.